0: Hey folks, Nate here. You're listening to Critical Care, a show about games, community, and finding hope in a time of global unrest. This is episode 15, featuring game developers Quinn K and Kyra. Just a disclaimer that Quinn does support me on Patreon, and there are a few curses in this episode. Alrighty, enjoy.
1: I'm Kyra, and i use she, her pronouns, um, I mean, I'm a game developer, but Um, nothing I've done so far has worked out and I used to make a comic called Squish Cat which is thoroughly abandoned and was a joke to begin with but I'm hoping to change the not having actually released anything thing in the near future
0: yeah and we'll definitely get to that I'm excited to hear about it I've heard a little bit uh, from Quinn but I I definitely want to know more Uh, before that uh, Quinn do you want to introduce yourself
2: and uh, let me know what pronouns you use Yes, uh, I'm Quinn uh, K. I'm uh, using, (laughs) I use she, her pronouns as well as they, them pronouns. In German, I use uh, no pronouns, which is a fun little property of that language that you can make use of, I guess. But um, as for who I am, I'm a game developer. I'm a writer uh, ahead of most things. Uh, Recently, I've turned into a musician again as well. I'm basically jack of all trades, master of none. Hmm. Yeah, your stuff
0: definitely seems to incorporate all sorts of different elements, which I found very interesting. Uh, I could not uh, say I could predict what you are uh, based on what I've played, what you would work on next, uh, but I am excited to hear about it. Uh, Before that, um, just at the top of the show, I like to ask uh, each guest kind of, uh how they're doing how they're getting on uh in as much as they want to share um i know these are very weird times uh all over the world um but yeah i just like to kind of see like uh how are you how are you uh how are both or either of you uh doing in regards to i guess the state of the world and also just anything happen in your own life
1: it's i mean <laughs> it, it's it's getting wild um think things have been happening so much that time has stopped making sense mm-hmm. and um whenever i'm made aware of how much time has passed since the last time i was made aware of time um it makes me upset mm. um even if it's like a day uh no no answer to what time is it is good right now <laughs> mm-hmm. uh the the quarantine hasn't been great for me um just because I have a pretty noisy work environment. Mm -hmm. But um, it has meant I've been able to do things because people have stopped telling me to get a real job because there are no real jobs anymore other than than medical things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting kind of side effect is everyone is now kind of in the same boat. Nobody really has has, uh, any grounds to be be making random statements about other people uh, which yeah. I guess is a good thing in to come out of out of all of this somehow uh, but I, I agree with you that time is I was already kind of untethered from time to begin with but now it's gotten to a, to a pretty ridiculous degree uh, pretty much my yeah. cat's the only thing keeping me keeping me on track
2: yeah um should I go ahead and uh, talk about like how yeah things- Okay. yeah absolutely um uh, first of all i'm I want to apologize if I'm a little loopy like coming into this uh, as I said I had about like a very um busy day like uncharacteristically busy for like pandemic times uh, today um I went to a to a friend's birthday picnic um took my guitar with me and played a bit and yeah but as for how the pandemic has been treating me I've uh, I've gone up I've, I've I've gone I've gone up enormous mountains and fallen them down again over and over again. Uh it's um um emotional roller coaster implies there are loopings or whatever, lo- like loopy loops or whatever. No, this is just like that old like saying of jauchts und zu Tode betrübt, uh in German. Um I'm from Austria. <laughs> I haven't mentioned that yet. Um uh like uh which is like a thing that um like they say about artists around here like you know they uh when when they're happy they're really happy and when they're sad they're really despondently sad that's that's been my reality recently um i have days where i just where i just like can't make any advancements try and force myself to make advancements in my with my work and then can't and because work is literally the only the only con- work even though it's artistic work that should fulfill me and be nice to work on L- work being the only like really worthwhile content of my days it feels devastating when i can't get anything done and i cry for a few hours and then i'm just like and then something will happen i will be like okay i'm i'm better now <laughs> like it's it's like that recently hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm not familiar with that saying, but I, that's definitely very, very, uh, very apt for uh, for the times. There's like definitely days where I'll sit down and just like work like super hard and not even realize that like I've like plowed through the whole day, and other days I'll just kind of sit here and just like stare at the wall for a bit and try and try and find something to ground myself because it's just like really hard to. Uh, to know what the day is gonna actually feel like uh, once we start getting into it.
2: Oh, sorry, were you say something? Or... Yeah. Um. The the person that said this uh, said this whole like um, the thing with like when artists are are sad they're really sad and so on and so on and so forth, which is a very loose translation and like not at all. I'd have to think about a more correct one. Uh, that's uh, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, one of our like, uh, one of uh, I guess the the big like poet people from the German speaking world. Hmm. I don't I don't like his work very much, but that's just me.
0: <laughs> hmm.
2: But that's saying stuck, so I guess that's yeah, something. T- it's vernacular, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. It- I like it. I I'll have to look more into it. I I know absolutely no German and any attempts I've made to understand it have been uh not very fruitful. Um but I'm I'm always interested in hear what what kind of uh, like idioms and phrases and stuff uh, other cultures have. Uh, so uh, I guess moving out of there. Um, so this is gonna I guess I should have said at the top uh, for listeners' uh, sake mostly. Uh, this is gonna be a little different of an episode in that uh, I have both of you on. But um, I've had one other episode with with two guests, but that one was. Uh, two people that have kind of worked on one larger project. And uh, neither, from what I understand, you two don't work on projects together, but you are uh, just kind of in a relationship and partners um, outside of your work, uh, which is kind of why both of you are on uh, at the same time. So this will be a little different in terms of like the structure and uh, questions. Um, I, I, I want to definitely... Uh, hear from both of you, but I guess just getting out of the top, it'll be. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna see how this how this uh, works. So any awkwardness um, is entirely uh, me not knowing yet how to uh, to run a show super well. So that's just my okay. my high and low. Um, before we get into specific questions about uh, your work,
1: yeah, podcasts put, put aren't easy to make. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is the first one that I've run for any extended period of time, and it's definitely been a uh, a very quick learning experience uh, figuring out how to how to do it successfully or semi-successfully. Um, but I my days are miraculously very free now, so yeah, uh, no no better time to learn than uh, when I I can't leave the house, so I can just stay with my microphone all
2: day.
1: I enjoyed the podcast very briefly, but um, it very quickly riled itself apart.
2: Yeah, we were, it it was impossible for for the two of us to like stay on a topic. (laughs) It, it, any, every podcast completely derailed to the point where it became about nothing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And that was kind of the point, but um, it wasn't a good point for a podcast. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've definitely had that had that experience it's especially if it's just two people that are like comfortable and talk to each other often um whether that's people that are partners or friends or what have you it's very easy to just kind of segue into all sorts of stuff um so in a way having having people on who i haven't talked to very much or at all uh makes it a little little easier to (laughs) to stay on topic somehow um Theoretically, anyway, I still wildly fly off of tangents. Uh, but to not fly off a tangent, uh, let's dive into uh, talking about uh, both of your work. Uh, first off, I'd just love to know to hear about uh, kind of your current projects, what you're currently working on, in as much as you can say or want to share.
1: guy okay, first, because my one is relatively simple. Um, I'm working on that as of yet unnamed first-person shooter um, using the Godot open-source game engine, and um, it's sort of right now, and this might change, but probably not because I've made the assets, um, it's a science fiction-y, old-school level design sensibility Y two K era low frequency detail futurism thing where you play as little animal people.
0: <laughs> okay, that's that's a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, it it sounds cool. Um, I'm I'm trying to visualize that. I've seen some of have, the gifts that you've put up of like. Have you your... seen a
1: Have you seen a movie called Summer Wars?
0: Summer Wars? Yes, I have.
1: Um, that's that's the sort of um like clean i guess sort of naive futurism i'm going for
0: okay yeah now now you're on now you have me on board uh as for listeners who who don't know summer wars is a an anime uh about um going off to kind of a idyllic summer home uh in japan and then playing uh a, a very kind of surreal but also uh I don't want to say plain. It's like very open feeling. It's,
1: like, it's the internet. If the entire internet was VR chat.
0: Yeah, there, there it is. Um, it's, it's a great, it's a great film. Uh, I, I recommend if you, if you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, definitely look it up. Um, yeah, it's, a, so. it's,
1: a, it's a wild ride from start to finish. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's kind of the tone you're, you're trying to uh, achieve with your game.
1: Um, more visual aesthetic uh tone i'm probably gonna go i'm i'm trying more on the metroid side of things okay where um there's not a lot of non-hostile living things around to interact with um partly because i don't want to adapt my ai system for partners (laughs) and i'm not a good writer so i'm i'm focusing on gameplay
0: Hmm. That
1: sounds very interesting. You said
0: it's kind of old-school level design sensibilities. Um, what are what are some of the touchstones there?
1: Um, relatively labyrinthine levels um, with a little bit of backtracking. Um, it's not just a corridor like a lot of modern games, but no, that's not. Uh, and I don't mean that like disparagingly. It's just a different thing. Yeah, uh, I'm going for more of a puzzle box type.
0: Okay, so maybe maybe more in line even with something like Metroid Prime, in that it's the environment is is a significant part of the.
1: It's not just yeah. about
0: shooting; it's also about like exploring the the environment and and being in that.
1: Yeah, not quite that level of complexity. Again, Um I'm trying. I'm trying to get this thing out soon.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I've spent but... enough time not releasing anything, but hmm. um, yeah, uh, sort of somewhere on the on the Doom Metroid spectrum. Okay,
0: well, I mean that sounds very intriguing. Uh, and uh, do you have an idea when
1: when this might come out? Um, I've decided to um, release it level by level, okay. uh, most likely on itch, and then try and put out a. A, like a more conventional complete product. Um, once I've done several, um, and the first one I'm trying to get out this year.
0: Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this evolves. Those are everything you've mentioned are all touchstones that I'm that I'm uh, very much interested in. I haven't I haven't heard other people reference Summer Wars uh, as inspiration, um, at least not explicitly. So. It's very excited to see what what that looks like um i wanted
2: to butt in with like a quick comment just like i am i'm always like i think it's always really lovely to like be reminded that kai and i are basically like the game did two sides of the same game design coin insofar as kai makes the makes the good like good feeling shooty shooty things and like the the like the tact the tactile part of games and I make the wordy parts of games. It's like uh histoire and discours um as in like this the, the what of narration is what Kai does and the how of narration is like, wait no I'm getting confused. <laughs> Basically um on the ludo narrative scale, I'm uh, mostly narrative and she's mostly ludo. <laughs>
0: Okay,
1: that's that's
0: interesting.
2: Yeah, I I I'm more
0: familiar with
2: your work. Um,
0: I haven't played anything of Kai.
1: You'd have to hack into my computer to achieve that. So, uh,
2: either that, or i uh, you, you would have to like be bestowed the old like draft of an outcry.
1: <laughs> yeah, from, there,
2: from the two of us.
1: There, there's a top-down, um, character asset for Godo. Which you'd have to pull into the engine and compile to to play something I've made. And it would just be um some placeholder artwork that can slide around the screen.
0: Yeah, so so driven as I was to to prepare for this, um that I I didn't quite get to the level of uh hacking computers and, and traveling through time to find old bills. Uh <laughs> but we'll look out look out for that in the future. Uh but yes, I do <laughs> I, I would based just on what I've I've heard now of uh, what you're working on, Kai, and on what I've played of of uh, your work, Quinn, I, I, that does sound like a very apt comparison. Uh, it'll be interesting, um, interesting seeing more uh, how that how that pans out. Um, uh, so, I guess uh, uh, Quinn, do you want to talk about uh, what your current projects are? Uh,
2: ooh, where where do I begin? God. Um, I have a lot going on at the moment, like uh, both artistically and uh, just um, in my life. Um, but artistically, I guess uh, if we were to reduce it to that, I'm working on a game uh, that I've been instructed to work on by Jake Elliot, uh, the writer behind Kentucky Route Zero. Hmm. Um, basically, like um, uh, because I've been like perpetually despairing about the fact that I can't make a living off of my art. Uh, He's basically had to sit down with me and just been like, okay. So I was a writer for the longest time and no one paid attention to my writing until I made a video game. So why don't you try and make a video game on your own, like without having to spend any money on it? And I was like, oh wow, I can do that, I guess. Um uh, the game that I'm making right now is called Panopticon or to see it all. Um, and it's, uh, it's a game the byline the, 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 byline to it says, um, um, a game on the detriments of sight and be visibility. Hmm. Um, and, um, that's, I mean, I, 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 will I'll gladly go into detail a bit later, but, uh, for the moment, just it's, it's a bit of a vent project almost, um, yeah, that's uh, that's part of it. I've been like making music for that. I've been making uh, the art for that and uh, the writing for it as well, as well as the programming. Um, I'm uh, the program it's made in is RPG Maker 2003, which I have experience with. Um, do you know off by Maltus Ghost Nate? Uh, no, I'm not familiar.
1: It was very big on um, sort of Tumblr and things a little while back.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, But um, basically, ages ago, like in twenty, starting twenty eleven, and the third go around, I translated this thing in twenty eighteen. I translated a video game, an indie game, uh, from uh, French to English, uh, which is called. It's called Off. It's about a baseball. Playing like man who kills ghosts, I guess. Huh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, there's no sane way to describe off.
2: There is no sane way to describe off. It's like it's the it's the equivalent of the RPG Maker 2003, like uh, waves id. It's extremely it's very strange very violent quite disturbing and distressing to play through but it's um it was extremely formative on everything i've done uh up to and including to the fact that the, to my knowledge of rpg maker 2003 has an engine <laughs>
1: hmm. which
2: i've only now like decided to tap into
1: Oh, also just doesn't have that much mass appeal
2: yeah indeed it's uh, it's a uh,
1: it's a, it's kind of hostile like up front in a way. Um, it's it's very uh, some of the art is really harsh and grotesque, and um, it's not like the the music is strange. Um, it it almost uses the default battle system from RPG Maker 2003, which isn't the um, gamer's favorite. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it it would have again. It it was a very specific audience it caught on with.
0: Huh. Well, hmm. that's interesting. Can I can I ask like how you got involved in translating that, or was it just like?
2: No, you can't ask that. <laughs> That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, I'll, well, I'll I don't know. You're, you're talking. From...
0: You're talking with such seriousness about this. I, I feel like I'm. I'm asking like for war secrets or something. So I want to make sure <laughs> they're
2: not. They're not war secrets. It's. Uh, it's more so. Off has shaped me in the way that I am today, in both good and bad ways, and uh, hmm. it's a very sore subject. But a subject I can't can can kind of not avoid talking about. Because it's it is the most high profile thing I have ever done. It was off has been downloaded. My translation of off specifically has been downloaded more than one hundred thousand times, and uh, I can't like. You're gonna have to cut this down or whatever, but just I I can't be on a podcast and not mention it, and I kind of hate it, <laughs> hate that. Mm. Um, off is. Um, uh, the reason I I got into uh, I like uh, got wind of off was just because I used to date somebody who's from France and I uh, I have French relatives which meant that I had the grasp of the French language sort of required to translate it.
0: Okay, so kind of a very particular like I don't know how to say this in <laughs> to, admit, to articulate what I'm saying. It's it's a a very odd uh, just kind of. String of circumstances, it feels like, almost.
2: It it is indeed. I'm so sorry for like having pulled you down that rabbit hole. <laughs> oh no, you're
0: fine. So yeah, so you're working on Panopticon. Uh, was there uh, other projects that you you wanted to shout yeah. out working, or was that the the main one? Um, yes, kind um, of. Let's say, let's
2: actually kind of uh, backtrack. Panopticon was like, um, wait, no. Mm. I'm so sorry. I've, 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 I've had, oh God. I feel like I'm talking in circles a lot at at the moment, and I'm really sorry about that.
0: Oh, this is cool. This this show is all about circles, so.
2: Mm. My life has been revolving around circles, wink, a lot lately. Uh, insofar as I've uh, been listening to a lot of records, just in mm. order to um, spend time away from the computer like, Spotify and Windows Media Player are, I like those as much as the next gal, but, like, when I can, when I'm listening to a record, I just, I don't have to stare at the screen. (laughs) I can just sit down and enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can I ask what you've been listening to? I've also been getting into records lately, so I'm curious. Um,
2: hold on. This is uh, the beginning of the glow mm. part two, uh, mm. which is a album by the Microphones from the early 2000s. Hmm. I've
0: not, I've not heard of it. I will have to look it up.
2: It's um, it's 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 good indie music. It has a nice energy, and it's it's my favorite album of all time.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, See, I've got been...
2: a nice elephant on on the front oh, that is trying awesome. that is nursing a fire. And you said
0: this was uh, by the microphones? Yeah, the microphones. Okay. Awesome, I will I will check that out. I've mostly, uh, I treated myself to a couple albums when Bandcamp uh, was having their day where they donated uh, proceeds to Black Lives Matter organizations. Uh, and I accidentally bought just like four albums that all make me cry really hard, oh, no. uh, just kind of Not even thinking about it, I was just like, I like all of these. Uh, And then getting them in the mail and realizing what I'd done. Um, So uh, that's about what my music listening has been. Um, been,
1: I've been listening to that song that that was a meme in the mid-2000s, Bad Apple. And hmm. one of the songs from the Doom soundtrack called The Only Thing They Fear Is You, (laughs) which is a bit of whiplash. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, the Doom soundtrack is is pretty good for for where we are right right now. I've I've yet to play Doom in any capacity, but I've listened to that soundtrack so many times uh, since the game came out.
1: The Doom Eternal soundtrack prominently features a multicultural heavy metal choir.
0: Yeah, I've heard some interesting things that that um, like there was some weird drama around the Doom Eternal soundtrack uh i don't know if i've i've heard it um in its entirety yet but i was i was i was more excited about the soundtrack than i was for the actual game
1: um the controversy around that was actually that for their first game mick gordon got to mix the soundtrack release Mm -hmm. and for eternal um he did not get to mix the soundtrack release and whoever did it made everything flat Hmm. Um, in the mix which
2: no dynamics huh
1: yeah it's not it doesn't sound as good like most of most of the um, most listened versions of it on youtube are like game reps where they've just pulled the files out of the game because the the official one just sounds weird
0: yeah that was something that i'm i'm I imagine the act of trying to mix the soundtrack for out of the game is is pretty challenging, given uh, everything I understand about how that soundtrack works in the actual game is that it's very dynamic yeah. and everything is kind of tied to different uh different actions that can happen in the game so
1: yeah, and also like where where in the mix should the chainsaw be mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: It should be it's... very prominent, I feel, but that's just me. I'm not a I'm not an audio technician, so don't take my word for it. I just feel like Chainsaw should yeah. always be at the front.
1: What what about the synth, which has been fed through itself and several other broken pieces of audio equipment? Hmm. What about the yelling? Where does that go in the mix? I, hmm. I know enough to know that um they should have just like delayed it until Mick had time.
0: Yeah, I, I... Yeah, from my understanding, it was a a weird issue of having to get collector's editions out on time, which is frustrating and probably not great for the people that got the collector's edition either. If the soundtrack yeah, wasn't great,
1: that's kind but. of like the game. Literally, like one of the collectibles in Doom Eternal is vinyls sort of music from id games. Hmm. It's it's like in there as 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 an as an acknowledgement of that enthusiasm, but. I just didn't
0: pan out. Yeah, it's definitely one of the to me it's it's the most important part of those games. Um and other people might have other things, but the soundtracks have always been what's really driven driven my uh enthusiasm for them. Uh but I guess segueing back from uh from Doom Eternal, um I did want to ask a little uh before we run out of time about um about some of your work, Quinn, that I that I had the chance to play and read, um, I I played uh, Outcry uh, this week uh, in prep, which is the game that uh, you you and Jack King Spooner um, just put out, uh, which Jack was obviously on the show. Uh, what feels like eight million years ago, <laughs> um, probably probably wasn't that long, probably just a couple weeks, but. Uh, um, I kind of mentioned that in passing, uh, and I only learned after you shared it that it was actually the the, the game um, that he was talking about. Um, so it's cool seeing how that came about. Uh, can you talk a bit about how how that uh, collaboration started? I guess between you and Jack. Uh, to, my, to as far as I I was aware of his work, that he mostly did like single person stuff.
2: Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was completely haphazard. Um, my English is failing me at the moment. It was serendipitous. That's a, that's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, insofar as um, Jack had been talking like on uh, on Twitter about how he he hasn't hasn't been having like a very good time of things, uh, mm-hmm. just like and. Uh, because he and I had, like, worked together. Well, not worked together, but just, like, I had commissioned some music off of him at some point before. He and I had already, like, uh, talked before. Uh, and so I thought to myself, well, it won't cost me anything to check up on him. Uh, I I care about his well-being. I care about him as a person and an artist. And I, don't really, I want to make sure he's okay for this, like, whole pandemic stuff. So I just hit him up and, like... Uh, Asked him how he was doing, and he was extremely sweet and super appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got to talking about like our creative, uh, our creative works and such. Uh, I had I had previously commissioned some music off of Jack when he was in need of funds, uh, specifically for um, an outcry. But an outcry used to look extremely different from the uh, from how it was released. Hmm. And outcry used to be uh, used to be intended to be about three hours long, and much more ambitious than what we what we got. It was supposed to be a point and click adventure game yeah. um, with multiple characters, um, and uh, with more than two characters. Just like uh, I think the cast contains one, two, three, four, yeah, six characters, um, uh, and just it. It did not come to fruition because uh, unlike most bastard people in this rotten to the core industry i it it, despite the fact that i barely make money off of anything i do i could not like i could not like reason with myself to like not pay whoever does work for me (laughs) Yeah. so uh, in other words I paid I paid Ky, uh Kyra um, uh, this was before her, her and I started dating but like I, uh, back then I, I paid Kyra like um um a lot of money for like uh weekly uh, bi-weekly shifts um to, to like work on the programming for the game
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and I paid of course I paid K- uh, Jack to like make a soundtrack for it um and uh when that had all fallen apart i basically uh during the pandemic when the pandemic started and when i checked up on jack uh again after like not having talked to him in a while during the pandemic um like all of this was already over and gone and done with like yeah. uh i had thought that i would never work on an outcry again and that it was a, a project that was dead in the water so i kind of vented a little bit uh uh, at, I like listened. I listened to what he had to say, like and, and his worries and such. And then when he asked me like how I was doing, I just vented a bit about that and like how specifically I was very disappointed that a lot of the writing involved in an outcry was now basically unusable because uh, free for free from the context of that game, it meant nothing. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I sent him a Word document uh, containing the uh, game's Route A finale, and he said he liked it so much that he he suggested we make something out of it, which is what we did. Hmm. That's that's
0: interesting because yeah, the the finished game is uh, pretty condensed. I played it in like one sitting, uh, and it's. Instead of like a point and click adventure, it's more of a kinetic uh, visual novel almost. Um,
2: yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's, I, I can't imagine the version that wasn't this collab. Obviously, because I haven't seen it. Um, but
1: it was a, it was a uh, far more conventional um, point and click in terms of how it worked and also how it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, it was using. Um, Quinn's Quinn was also making the art for it along with a couple of other people. Um, So yeah, it had its own particular style, but it was a sort of kind of semi-bird's-eye view, rooms floating in a void sort of traditional point and click. Um, It didn't have any of the absolutely wild artwork that the release version has.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that the the version that did come out that had um, Jack's art and, and music uh, and then your uh,
2: writing and narration. God, the narration. <laughs> Were you surprised at all at like hearing my voice and, and noticing that I don't have a thick German accent? <laughs> it feels
0: distinctly like a like a, a intertwined project. So it's hard to imagine a version that wasn't what came out. Uh, cause I think the, the writing and, uh, narration and Jack's art and just sort of odd, unusual sensibilities, uh, really meshed well together. Um, so we're, yeah, I guess regardless of, of how it, uh, it initially fell apart. Um, I, I very much
2: enjoyed the, uh, what it eventually evolved into yeah i enjoyed it too and um thankfully around that time i was able to uh to like uh uh one of the reasons why jack accepted that project is because um i was able to like pay him like a small sum for it as well for like the work that he was going to put in into it mm. uh and uh in that case it was just a it was mutually beneficial, I would say, because I, it felt good to get closure on an outcry uh, with everything that had happened surrounding it. Like, uh, And how much just of it was lost. Um, and uh, also it was just wonderful to work together with him. Like it, the, pro- the process of working together with Jack King Spooner, which I suppose is something that not very many people will ever have the privilege of doing because Jack mostly tries and like uh only get the help of other people when he knows that they are they can at uh, least that's the sense I'm getting uh Jack only really gets the help of other people when he knows that what they they can do can like strengthen the message of what he is trying to do and it was it was unexpected and a privilege like to to have Jack like take something that I was trying to say and make something out of it, and like, and not not just like be like, yeah, like just like copy and pasting it as it is, but like talking to me about it, engaging with it, being like, um, well, this this bit doesn't really have a really ni- a nice nice rhythm, like let's rewrite that and such, and incidentally the german the thick german accent that i'm putting on in in that was jack's idea he would not include a normal narration in that game <laughs> he he specifically he said like he hates he, he in the way that the way that i talk i almost try and imitate uh either american english or british english like uh it switches around back and forth between those two and jack was just like no, I, I want. I he, he. I want like. I want. I want. I want to know that this game is a game by somebody who speaks German, and not like by a by a British person or like an American person. And it like yeah, it was it was a fun. I remember you saying that like Jack and Spooner was a fun guest to have because you felt like there was a lot of like pushback from him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's just he's like that. He's like he he you you can argue with him, and it's 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 good stuff,
0: yeah. the The episode, if people haven't listened to the episode that Jack uh, King Spooner was on, uh, I highly recommend that um, just because it was it was definitely one of my favorite episodes uh, that I've done. and he's a very uh, enigmatic and and interesting person to talk about uh, about all sorts of things.
1: That's gonna say it, it kind of comes through in his um, games as well. Mm-hmm,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I've played a couple of his and they are all like, there, there is, there's, there's not anything else like them, um, which you can't say about uh, a lot of people in, in, in different mediums. Um, so,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I, I won't speak to about Jack uh, too much. Cause that, um,
2: no, yeah, it's, it's rude.
0: But, yeah. But uh. Yeah, it was it was great to have him on and it was very cool seeing uh how that collaboration worked out. Um and I uh I don't know if you two ever will work it together again, but I would be very interested in whatever whatever that would look like if you did.
2: We were thinking about it. There is like a a short a, a short text that I wrote uh that I feel would be perfect for Jack's like visual sensibilities. <clears throat> but uh budget is an issue because as i said i'm i'm not going to like uh ask for work to like for exposure when Mm -hmm. i I, when the kind of exposure i can give is like minuscule as well as that's just not a good thing to do in any capacity or any context i want i want to be able to pay jack for doing a fucking amazing job pardon the f-bomb just
0: it's it's appropriate it's fine <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, i think that's um i i wish uh everybody in creative mediums uh had that same uh that same belief or i guess um moral isn't the right word, but like that that ethical uh because, uh yeah it's 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 a lot of people um in all, in all mediums but especially games uh of different sizes the mm-hmm. the the finances around them can get very uh murky and there's just way too many cases of people working for free or working for promised revenue shares that don't come out uh and it's just yeah and
1: it, it's 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 so common mm-hmm. so and games is such a bastard to make. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 really it's horrible.
0: Yeah. So, but if I hopefully, um, hopefully something can come out. Uh, I would love to see what that's like, um, and and always interested to see what what Jack's working on as well. But uh, I guess kind of. Um, to start wrapping things up, uh, where can people find uh, both of you online? Where are your, where do you exist on the internet that you would like to point people to?
1: My Twitter is Kyra, which is K Y R A underscore dev. Dev. Um, I'm also on the um, the open source Mastodon social network, a weird dot space, for which. Um, I designed the logo and some of the emoji. Um, I don't know why I forgot to say that. It's the most viewed art I've ever made. (laughs)
2: Um, In my case, it's just uh, patreon.com slash Quinn K. Just in one go. Yes, yes. Uh, Patreon.com slash Quinn K. If you want to help me continue this uh, solipsistic nightmare that is an art career <laughs> and <laughs> uh, otherwise if you want to play slash read a bunch of stuff I guess there's quink.itch.io uh, quink.itch.io, uh where at the moment I'm actually holding a sale for uh, all of my zines uh, they are 40% off at the moment and uh, there's it, that's uh, the reason I'm doing that is because I'm trying to like fund the, the possible like reprinting of uh, one of them.
0: Yeah,, uh, we didn't get to touch on uh, I, I wanted to ask about Gophoticon, uh, because that's the one that I've read. Um, uh, we didn't get to, but if people uh, have not have not uh, gotten a chance to check that out yet, I highly recommend it. Uh, the short pitch, I guess, is it's a group of animals living inside of a mailbox. Uh, and lots of of interesting stuff. Uh, I won't give it give any of it away, but it's it's very good. Uh, I read a bit of it on uh, my stream. If you t- tuned in for that, like however long ago, um, yeah, recommend that. And that also has uh, has like a narration track, I
2: believe. Um, uh, and as of yet, unfinished narration track. But I'm I, I might actually like sit down and like finish it like this week. Because I'm feeling, I'm feeling productive, and it's it, it would be a good thing to have it like finished soon.
0: Nice. So that that now be a great time for people to uh to check that out uh, if you have the chance. Um, I'd I'd recommend it, uh, and I think if you're listening to the show, you'd probably enjoy it. Uh,
1: so closing out. So sorry, before we finish, I did plug myself very badly, <laughs> um, and I should probably say that I do have a Patreon, which is. Um, Patreon dot slash Kyra, which is K Y R A A K Y R A R T, and the weird space. I don't think I actually said that my username on there is Kyra, but nobody uses that very much, so it's fine. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, not not a problem. And I'll include all of these uh, all of these links in the show notes. So if anybody uh, wants to check them out, there is an easy way to do that. Um, so uh closing out um i I had begun this show asking people to share just one thing that they'd enjoyed recently um but as time has evolved uh that's i think uh I think Jack was actually the one that called it kind of a bit uh in poor taste to just talk about good stuff um so i've uh changed that a little bit, and now um I'm asking people uh to share something that has uh, made them feel uh, inspired or hopeful recently? Um, this can be anything uh, still, but just something that's been meaningful to you uh, in in some way.
1: Not Nothing specific so much as just seeing the amount of people who have been going to these protests mm-hmm. and therefore um, presumably give a shit because it, it, it's really easy to feel like nobody cares. Mm-hmm. But, um, especially with people being unmoored from their jobs recently, um they don't or can't um prioritize themselves in that way anymore, and they're not they're not um they don't have that time that's just occupied by trying to put food on the table. and it it's 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 much more visual than what you normally see where it's occasionally like, oh, we need to help these people, and that's nice. That's good, and we should do that. But it's good to see people out on the streets.
0: Absolutely, it's been hugely inspiring seeing not only protests happen here uh, in the states, but also all over the world um, in, in solidarity. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I've I've not seen anything like it in my relatively short lifetime. Uh, I don't know that, what that means exactly, but it is. It's truly inspiring. Um, especially now, like the fact that we're we're in a we are still in a in a pandemic, so it's like doubly dangerous, even more so than it will be just a protest in general. Um, but yeah. it's important enough that it's it is it is inspiring to see people still uh choosing to come out um and be be safe as much as they can in, in regards to mask, but also recognize that now's the moment in and, and we have to have to seize that.
2: Um, as for what's been giving me, like, uh, hope or what's been meaningful to me, just playing the guitar, if I'm honest, like, it's it is it has been completely, it's been fantastic to just have something that I can focus all my attention and energy on mm-hmm. uh, without, like, uh, and something that just, a task that's never done, if you know what yeah. I mean, to have a task that's never done that you can pick up at any point and like always like file and keep improving. Yeah. And when, you've, when I've sufficiently learned one song, I can just learn another song anytime, time So yeah, Um. Yeah. my guitar has honestly been keeping me sane throughout all of this. And it's, it's a relatively recent acquisition. I bought it like uh, about 10 months ago. So um what I what I want to give people like a, a piece of advice I want to give people who are listening to this podcast is now more than and at any time try and create something with your hands away from a computer.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I I would absolutely agree and whether that is like art or play music or one one thing I've found is just doing like puzzles and stuff has actually been very therapeutic as well um just yeah just anything that is is
1: non-digital
0: uh and involves some some sort of like creating something uh uh, some people really like coloring so just yeah I, i i definitely agree i think that's it's so easy to just like get trapped in in like desk loops uh, on Twitter and, and Facebook of just scrolling forever and it's all miserable. So um yeah.
1: Oh it is I, yeah I, I that's a, yeah
0: I think that's a, a great suggestion and a very good note to end on. Um so thank you both so much for coming on. Uh sorry if this was a little sorry if this is a little uh, like random. Um I it it sounds like we all have a tendency to go into to different tangents. So Uh, That combination was kind of inevitable, but uh, it was still a lot of fun talking to all of you.
1: It was cool. It's very flattering that someone wanted me for something.
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And I'm very much looking forward to your game, sincerely. I hope both of you have a a wonderful rest of your day, however long that is. I know we're in different time zones. Um, But yeah, yeah, thank you so much for both of you coming on.
2: Thank you very much for having us. Uh, It was kind of quite spontaneous, but I appreciate have that we were both given like uh a a little like time to talk about this sort of stuff by you and i appreciate you and you good Uh.
0: (laughs) yeah sound of my people over here (laughs) critical care is produced by me nate kunan with music by desired you can find desired on bandcamp at desired.bandcamp.com I'm on Twitter at Nate and you can keep up with everything Critical-related at Critical.com. If you like the show, maybe share it with a loved one, and if you're able, consider supporting the work of my wonderful guests. Until next time, stay safe, stay home, and remember, this is not game over. We're still fighting, and we're going to get through this.